I told you you would do a better Vince Neil than me. That was incredible. I got a little thing to say at the beginning of episodes now. <laughs> Welcome to Make It Stop, the show about bad music. Yay! <laughs> it's simple, right? That's that that works. That's straightforward. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I I use bad music, good times as my as a tagline on oh, the website. So maybe let's get some music, like brand time. consistency. All right, here. here. Let me do it again. <laughs> Welcome to Make It Stop. Wait, can we start? <laughs> Okay, now you do it. (laughs) Please. Welcome to Make It Stop. Bad music, good times. See, that was great. Yeah, that's 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 what we should do from now on. All right. Well, we we did it. 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 We're getting more professional. We did it. Let's make an album about our mediocrity. Yeah. So we are, as you said, the show about uh, bad. We listen to bad music and we have good times while uh, listening to said bad music and. you know, today we have a very special guest. Angela Sawyer hosts weekly open mics, the Midway or the Highway at the Midway Cafe, does comedy open mics. She uh, was the owner of Weirdo Records and has worked in record stores for decades. Uh, she's a musician and a music reviewer. She's apparently currently, according to our website, in eight bands, which makes me feel like a total fraud and uh, is basically an all-around fantastic human. So thank you for thank being you. with us thank on the show. Thank you so much for having me decided to come on this show sight unseen i mean you don't know what what the hell we're up to in here and uh she you know had the foresight and the clarity of mind to say i know exactly what i want at review and it's gonna be motley Crue's theater of pain and uh angela sawyer why motley Crue theater of pain well, because it is the name of what happens to you when you listen to bad music. <laughs> Partly. Uh, but also because uh, this record, Motley Crue's Theater Pain, came out the day that I turned 15 years old. And I listened to it a lot when I was 15 years oh. old. I was a fan of this record at 15. Wow. And now I am 47, and I don't know where that person was. <laughs> You ate her yeah. <laughs> long yeah. ago. Like I ate her literally. Like, like, a, <laughs> like an Ouroboros. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. so I was going to ask, uh, you know, because I was, I didn't know the, 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 what led to you choosing this album. So you do, you were a big, you were a glam rock hair metal fan well, in general in the I 80s? I was a weird kid living in Colorado mm-hmm. without friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, very but, shortly after this, I became, uh, I didn't get along with my parents very well, so I was grounded for music. Oh, my and, God. Uh, wow. That did not go particularly well. I ended up being a musician and owning a record <laughs> store later in my life. So, <laughs> so sorry, Mom and Dad. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. I mean, that was probably the catalyst, honestly. You yeah, know, like, oh, well yeah. Done, well I, I got exercised in fourth grade, and here yeah, I am today. Yeah, exactly. That'll ruin you. So uh, I was a kid who was very, didn't know how to interact with other human beings, and listened to, um, this was one of the first few records that I listened to, to try and figure out people. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> like, this is what taught you hum- like about humanity? Because well, I'm not hearing any on the no, album. <laughs> it, there is a 
done any. They did a bad job. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, I mean, that makes sense because, right, when you're an adolescent, you're looking for clues about how yes. to like exist in the world and you're trying yeah. to see like who am I and and if you're like in you know nowhere in Colorado and you don't know people and you're right. like I don't belong here so I might as well be Vince Neal like right, doing right, right. you know railing cocaine off a stripper's right. ass and like I on think, the I'm not sure my parents probably bought this album for me I assume I don't remember getting it or how it came to me mm-hmm. but I know I do remember very vividly sitting in my room uh, holding the album cover and holding the lyric sheet and staring at the giant silver happy face sad face on the album cover, <laughs> crying the sad face crying. Oh yeah, with the, pen- yes. with the inver- with inverted the, pentagram, with the pentagram like on its cover, and thinking like like the emotions yeah. and things that people feel wow. and like like. You know, like when you're that age, when you're 14, 15 years old, you learn what empathy is for the first time. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, and that is the experience that I had listening to this album. I was just like, oh, wow, these are so powerful, <laughs> these things that are happening inside people. Um, know, yeah. That's that's beautiful. I, I mean, I'm thinking about us at 15. And like, I think, you know, we grew up in a different generation. But for us, it was like emo and like pop yes. punk music and punk music for sure. Yes. And like the early 2000s, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, and that's how I guess, I guess I learned about yes. like what emo- what like white male whiny emotions were yes. particularly. Yes. And Vince <laughs> Neil's over enunciating is basically the emo of glam. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh my Vince God. Vince Neil, I mean, I know it's really powerful, the, the chorus in this genre, uh, you know, this vocal style that Vince Neil does. Like, it is, it's it's what's expected, but there's something particular about Vince Neil. He, he could have starred on Broadway. Yeah. He enunciates so over the top. It's ridiculous. He doesn't, like, Ronnie James Dio hits notes really hard. Various yeah. people have various skills, and his skill is just like... Like chewing his syllables. Yeah. <laughs> oh, almost, I, I, I disagree. W- there are some dropped consonants on this album. All right. I have noted them. Well, I was gonna say I don't know. There's just a quality about it. Like it's it draws you in a little bit, uh, but it's also just weirdly. It's like a. It sounds like a cartoon rat. It, of yes. the time. You know, like, so true. Wait, what? Like it sounds like pitch shifted and oh yeah, cartoonish. Yes, the way he delivers lines, and they're they're knocking off every band around them at every right. possible oh, right. moment. Because this was after this was after Eddie Van Halen was uh, this is the Sunset Strip scene yes. of the eighties. Eddie Van Halen was playing on stage with his back turned so people wouldn't see how he was doing right. tap solos. Right. Guns and Roses was a thing. Right. So Motley Crue. I mean, I don't know the full history of the band. Like I know. Oh, I do. <laughs> oh, let's let's, <laughs> let's get into that. the floor. But so they were. Tell they us were your kinda... stories, Auntie Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Teach us your ways. <laughs> so they were a bunch of posers, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. You know? Well, they're idiots. <laughs> they're, they're huge morons. Uh, basically, they were... So, their producer, this guy named... Uh, his name is, like, Tom... I think it's... It's not Waterman, but it's something like close to that. He produced uh, a bunch of... Te- he got started producing Ted Nugent. Mm-hmm. And he produced a bunch of Cheap Trick records. And then, right before he did this... He did, like, a Twisted Sister record, and he also did, like, a Poison record. He was, like, the guy that you got if you didn't get Def Leppard's producer. And they were on the (laughs) other side of the world. So, like, you got this guy if you were in L.A. And he makes, 
Like, the compression on this record is so oh heavy. Oh, God. It's like a meringue made out of compression. <laughs> and the thing, I honestly think... But meringue tastes good. <laughs> yes, and this does not. It's true. I honestly think... But it's thick. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's so thick. It sounds like there's 20 of every instrument, yep. so that you basically hear nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're so yeah, piled onto each other that they're erasing. It's like all the colors where no yeah, light Yeah, yeah, and you just see mud. Just, yeah. yeah. So, the, I think the thing that... The, the, the producer wanted to do like the band is led by the bass player Nikki Six yes and uh, I'll get into how a big of a moron he is in a second <laughs> but, but the the band is led by the bass player and so I think he tried to give them this like bass sound and it ends up being the bass is almost inaudible in Molly Crew yeah <laughs> it's amazingly <Yeah>. inaudible <laughs> and like you you mentioned this thick, sweaty, douchey meringue of music oh, yeah. that's happening here. But honestly, like I have to say that I think that I think that some of the stuff on this album was like like Vince Neil's voice is pretty thin. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's like a very it's, it's, it's a very it's a, a it's it. a skinny, oily layer of icing on the Yeah. Like, yeah. On the I feel like I feel like it's got so much compression because they were trying to fill in the gaps left by the inadequacies of Motley Crue. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. they did not write just these like songs. They, <laughs> our fifteen-year-old just... selves were trying to fill the gaps within right. our souls. Like it, it's, it's they're not the most talented band. They don't have uh, Mick Mars does not have the chops of a Slash or an Eddie I'm not Van Halen. sure Mick Mars could be called a human being. Like, <laughs> Literally has the intellectual capacity of like oh, a farm animal. He's no. really screwed up. And he looks he looks oh, like no. a like Church of Satan reject. Like he, has, oh, he, God. he actually reminds me of Merle Allen, who is uh, Gigi Allen's brother. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's we a local yeah. like oh, we know Merle. Yeah, okay. Everybody around Boss knows Merle. So he has the same like reverse Hitler pointy mustache Ugh. thing. Yeah, the weird. And he, the like. To the wisps. Like, the whole idea of Motley Crue and of bands around this time was that they would get super dressed up and look super and be super dangerous and weird and or whatever. Maybe not weird, but, like, dangerous. Yeah. And that they would have all these, like, weirdly feminized clothes Well, and, and that's something and that we should get into, yeah. too. Because, like, the gender presentation. The and gender like presentation the, is really this interesting. This gender subversion. But Nick Mars, no matter how much money yeah. you spend on him, <laughs> looks like he just got dragged out of a junkyard bathtub. He looks <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna ask. I mean, you're saying they were dangerous. Oh, no. They they had oh, this no. pr- they had this reputation as being these bad boys, and they had all these crazy incidents, many of which turned out to be PR schemes. Yeah, like, like right. that was what was so like, they had a whole and, couple years of PR. But schemes. as as a 15 year old trying to find uh, her way in the world and, and relate yeah. to people, was this what you were drawn to? Were oh, you drawn to this I bad boy so. thing? Well, I think partly it was like. When you're in junior high, when you're in elementary school, you don't have, like, you're not reading press releases no. right. or, like, going to adults to find this information out. Right. You get you your go information to shows. from, like, the rumors of other children. Yes. Yeah. It's literally, it's how like, you learn about children sex, too. tell you about things. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. I went to, yeah, I was born in 1970, so there was no other way to learn it. <laughs> it I like, actually still haven't learned. <laughs> magazines in the woods I had to sit and in the library. children, yeah. <laughs> So, so like, I remember being in school and having a kid. I had never heard of I, like, my mother was a preschool teacher. So when I was at home, I listened to children's records until I was, like, 12. Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, I remember other kids at school telling me, like, I heard about those bands long before I heard them. You know, some kid would turn around and be like, did you know Ozzy bit the head off a bat? And I'd be like, who are you talking about? <laughs> Is he a Muppet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ozzy Bear. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing. Uh, so, like, things like that were the how you found out about stuff. So, and it was, like, half things like that and then half, like, the other big rumor that I remember hearing from kids was that Prince wrote Darling Nikki about incest that he was doing with someone who was not Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Darling Nikki wasn't scandalous enough. <laughs> right, Well, right. He, had that, he had that song uh, Sister on Dirty Minds. Yeah, yes, that, that was, was also way not, more incest That was, like, not in the minds of the children <laughs> who I was talking to. They were just, you know, like, yeah. kids don't actually pay attention to what they're paying right. attention to. Right, so, right like, so thinking, wait, we weird... thought Marilyn Manson had removed, removed his, his ribs, ribs to be right. able to suck his own dick. Right, yeah. right. That was the rumor and, when I was a kid. Yeah. Right, and when, uh, and if you're older, you would hear about Rod Stewart swallowing gallons of cum. Right, yeah. or Richard Gere and the hamsters. Or Richard Gere and the hamsters. And, like, the way that I think of that stuff it's like it doesn't even need to be true those stories tell you how to listen to those records yeah like those stories are your way in right they're like you're sort of like like dude who introduces the movie or the critic who gives it the thumbs up yeah like for yeah. kids that's what you have instead of a, a guide Right. So, so what was the rumor at the when you were a kid about Motley Crue? What were they saying so, about Motley Crue? Uh, most of what I knew about Motley Crue was that they had uh, – my understanding at, when I was 15 was that they smoked pee and ate <laughs> ants. <laughs> and that rumor is slightly <laughs> – got to wait for you guys to stop I laughing. Can't Yo, that is not what I expected. That's not on the Wikipedia page. Oh my so that rumor oh my is sort of based in a story. That rumor is based in something like a story. There is still today a standing rumor that uh, Motley Crue went on tour, their first big tour of the United States. They did this tour of Canada where they did a bunch of PR stunts. Oh, yeah, was this the cruise to Canada? Or yeah, oh, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was full of PR stunts. The and bomb then threats that their turned first, out to be Right, bomb PR threats, stuff. all this dumb stuff. And then their first real tour of the U.S. was opening for Ozzy. Mm. And supposedly, yeah. Ozzy was a very big partier, and they were trying to out-party one another. And one day, uh, I think Tommy Lee did the longest line of coke that anybody in the band had ever seen. And they called Ozzy over to be like, check out this huge line of coke that Tommy Lee just did. And apparently, Ozzy, at that point, just took a straw and snorted some ants off a sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it, too. The best part of that story is that that's the middle of the story. <laughs> the end of the story is that, and this is rumors still. I don't know that this happened. Uh, the, the, uh, the next part of the story is that uh, then Ozzy peed, told Tommy he should lick the pee, and then got Tommy to pee and lick Tommy's pee. <laughs> is which, that, all of which is insane. Was that what children thought, like, homosexuality was? Probably, <laughs> that, yes. That, I mean, yes. that's probably what it, well, you licked each other's pee off. The yeah, that, I think yeah. that's what we thought blowjobs were. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I, sure. I can't remember what my, yeah, small mind thought. But it was probably something like that. Yeah. Like, naked people rubbed together, like, like you know, two Definitely sticks at Girl really Scout weird. camp. Yeah. yeah. So, and in reality, what had, like, whether or not that happened, God knows. 
But in reality, what definitely did happen right before the album that we're going to listen to came out is that Vince Neil killed a guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. which they make light of over their career. It, they released a box set called Music to Crash Your Car, too, yeah. right? Yeah. And, like, he, in crashing his car, killed the drummer of Hanoi, of Hanoi Rocks. Rocks. Destroyed the band. And... And the other people in the other car, they like he ruined their lives. Yeah, and he served fifteen days in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a very bad scene. So he's not a nice dude. No, these are not good people. <laughs> no, I they're mean, not. They... Tommy Lee, everyone, you know. I mean, he. Yeah. Everyone knows his whole thing. He, you know, abused uh, Pamela Anderson. He gave her hepatitis, and it's a horrible uh, person. Yeah, a horrible person. Right. Yeah. And, and he was in, and then he did a, a he was also like a, a rapper for a little bit in the, in the 2000s. <laughs> I, I remember that. They need a, a like, wannabe rapper is not a bad enough name for what Yeah, is this, is this what, a, Methods of Mayhem or whatever? Methods of Mayhem. Yeah, yeah. we're probably going to have to Well, that was Rap that Rock, and then he was also did solo stuff. Um, I, that song, uh, my friend played it for me when we were in New Orleans. We were talking about we were going to do this episode, and I hadn't heard it since I was in middle school, but I remembered it instantly. It's the Tommy Lee song that goes, I really don't know why uh, everybody want to try to hold me down. Uh, every time I want to fly, they hold me down. Oh, yep. You've been held oh, down man. your whole life, Tommy yeah. Lee. You've poor been Tommy really Lee. poor, Tommy Lee. Oh, it's ridiculous. Ugh. And you learned empathy with these assholes. So what does I that did. mean? What does that do to you as a I person? I guess it means I'm pretty good at empathy. <laughs> I, guess. I guess that's true. Oh my oh, goodness. Boy. But yeah, I would listen to this record and like pour over the lyrics and be like, "This is what it means to be an adult to carry these heavy burdens." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is wild. We'll get into the lyrics. Oh, my God. There are uh, some burdens. Are really we are carrying some heavy burdens. When did it dawn on you that this album was bad? I don't think I paid that much attention to it. But when I got older and I went to college and discovered actual music, <laughs> that made a big difference. And then I started working at a record store. So my musical world expanded exponentially when that right. happened. Right. And I got really into I play experimental jazz now. And... Uh, so I got into lots of really weird records that sound like broken refrigerators right. and car crashes. Right, I bought some so from you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for a long time, for about 10 years. I've worked at record stores for like more than 25 years. And uh, I got that sort of college job and then just never left. Nice. <laughs> uh, so uh, I owned a store that specialized in experimental music here in Boston for about 10 years. And it was great. I loved trying to convince college sophomores to buy silent records. Um, it didn't work very well, so now it's closed. Aww. But I had a good time. It's okay. It was a good store. It was a good store. It was a good space. I got a lot of Sun Ra records there. Yeah. I love Sun Ra. Yeah. I we're talking about good music, guys. And you I know, we're screwing it up. You introduced yeah. me to the Flower Traveling Band. Oh, they're great. They're great. Uh, but this album's bad. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just yes. wondering if there's a moment, like, because I've experienced this. Oh, yeah. I wonder if you, if there was a time where you, it had been years and you were like, oh, Theater of Pain. Oh, it's been so long. I remember, you know, this Tommy <laughs> Epithy and put it on and we're just like, oh, no. Uh -oh. I think, I don't think I listened to it until this podcast came up <laughs> since I was 15. And then, wow. And you had like, to reconcile. I, I might have made it to 1986, but then I didn't until now. So reviewing this album is going to be like a reconciliation in progress. It was really, I listened to it, it yesterday on the wreck. <laughs> just to make sure that it sounded like what I thought it did. 
And I was surprised to find out that I still remembered how it went. <laughs> and I was like, wow, 15-year-old me really sucked on the pipe of this record. Oh, no! <laughs> That'll happen, though. Like, I, I remember the, the, the mask was on TV a few years ago, and I just found myself reciting dialogue from the yes, mask, yes. which I hadn't seen since elementary school. Right. <laughs> One thing that is not good we can say unequivocally is is this album motley Crue's theater of pain theater they spelled it the fancy british way just so you know um as you said it was released <laughs> in the aftermath of singer vince neal's arrest for manslaughter and a drunk driving charge uh and it was considered to be you know one of the early ish or glam metal albums um, they kind of moved away from some of the more heavier sounds that they had played before and decided to go glam metal, power ballad, weird pseudo, almost country-esque vibes on some of it. Bluesy like, for sure. Yeah, oh yeah. I, Bert, we're constantly talking about the ugh. love affair that white America had with blues music in oh the 80s. White, like white dad blues. There's a little bit of that 80s. here. It is a white album for white people, I gotta say. <laughs> it's so many. Most of the albums that we review, there is definitely a trend on the show. Um, so the, the Smoking in the Boys Room, which is one of the covers on the album, which we'll talk about, uh, was Motley Crue's first top 40 hit. As you said, this is when they you know started to kind of of get really big um, internationally, and they went on their on their tour and had all those PR stunts. Um, let's see, is there any other like critical context? I'm gonna say I think it's worth mentioning that Motley Crue is like one of the top ten biggest selling bands period of all time. What? That is insane. Yeah. Uh, internationally, they made a ton of money internationally. They were wow. like. At, at this, I think at the time that this album came out, this was kind of their, like, Shout of the Devil was their, you know, what got them noticed in the world. But yeah. this, this was this was the album I think this was right after they had toured with uh, with Ozzy, which I think was a really extensive tour, and this is when they became like the right. premier glam metal band, which is weird because they. Oh. Really bad. It's 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 not even glam the, and it's not even no, metal. It's, it's the, like it's, the, it's, it's just yeah. pop metal. It's, it's just pop metal. It's very right. milk toast. It really. I was surprised. I there's not s- even a swear on the entire album. Like there's no. not even a cuss word. You know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta say I was I was worried about doing this episode. We were in New Orleans this this past weekend. That's why we didn't release an episode last week, Stoppy. Sorry. Sorry, Stoppies. Uh, we, we know were, you're on the edge of your seats. <laughs> we were in New Orleans, and we actually went to see a glam metal cover band one night. It was like a free yeah. show at One Eye Jacks. Names called Smoke they Machine. Called Shout Smoke out to Machine. Smoke Machine. Shout out to Smoke Machine, because I had a great time. <laughs> uh, I was. I they, they played a lot of... Great songs, uh, and I realized I like glam. I like glam rock. I like hair or, metal. Like there's there's elements like- of it. It gets you pumped up. It gets you pumped up. It has a lot of energy. The solos are amazing. The vocals are soaring. You know, and they but they it's played true. a lot of Van Halen. They played a lot of Guns N' Roses. They did play Shout of the Devil, nice. and so I I was like I had a great time with that, and I'm worried. I'm like. I just realized I like glam rock. Like, what am I going <laughs> to do with this episode? We're doing a glam rock album. Um, what if I like it? It's going to destroy the the structure of the podcast but luckily i this album sucks this is the none of the things i like about glam metal are like present here this is the most phoned in version of this music it has the pacing of laying on your couch on a sunday (laughs) yes it is so badly paced and And yeah. It gets boring. Like you like yeah, I mean, I don't it know. It is a very strange album in a lot of ways. It's very 
Yeah, I, I think it's super obvious that, like, no one was at the helm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were just like, all right, we just, we murdered a guy. Let's try to get the heat off of us for a yeah. while. Let's do some, like, pseudo blues. Right. <laughs> like, yes. shit. every song is a knockoff of another, of another band s- that's in the top 40 right then. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. every solo is faux Eddie Van Halen. There's, like, two different <laughs> Twisted Sister knockoffs. There's a rat knockoff. It's like. Oh, if you're not off rat that, that means you have a problem <laughs> yeah yeah group. that's really rough that's and i'm pretty sure the they barrel. chose says here we're at <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure they chose smoking in the boys room because of hot for teacher it makes sense to yeah, me. yeah I, sense. I kept thinking that a few of those songs were reminding me there was like a few songs like yeah. raise your hand to rock too that oh kind God, of felt like so i know it's so bad like, it sounded like i want to all right you know right. what let's talk so let's about do the it album. all right let's get in so this we're time. gonna get into okay. it our first track here and uh it really starts us off with a bang um <laughs> fucking a song title that would not be uh, out of place on like half of the albums that we've reviewed here on Make It Stop. Yes. Uh, the City Boy Blues. <laughs> Whiskey. That, that was yeah. <laughs> whiskey is not a five syllable word. <laughs> it just isn't. <laughs> you can hear the the butt rock in that pronunciation. The whiskey. 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 But, but pitch shifted to a cartoon rat pitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah cartoon. Oh. Why? I actually, it it works for me a little bit. It's it's actually it's a, I'm ashamed to say. You this is my be. favorite song on the album. Oh my god! <laughs> and I, this this kind of lulled me in falsely, where I was like, okay, you know, I kind of like these City riffs. City boy I blues. Like this solo. Was that was I think it's an interesting way to play a twelve bar blues, which it is. It's just a twelve bar blues. Uh, Wait, and Vince really? Neil, it, this song, I was like, oh, you know what? This this just I doubled down on it on this song, where I was like, oh, man, I'm gonna like this album. This it's, it's fucked up. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. That implies that there was a hill. This is more of a ditch. Like, we're just all <laughs> digging deeper I as we go. I will say that the guitar sound on this song is not the worst I have ever heard. It is well, incredibly <laughs> compressed yes. and yes. pitched low for glam metal. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, <laughs> excuse me, it is not the worst. You, it is recognizably the same band that played "Shout at the Devil," right? But, Which is a great yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. We, we I all like, like "Shout at the Devil." I like right? early Motley Crue, uh, and I like live badly recorded Motley Crue because it improves them. <laughs> Right, yeah, <laughs> they well, need it that sounds like there's it, no roughness here. Yeah, yeah it yeah, sounds like you're listening out. to them in like a you know in like an arena with like a shitty yeah. pair of earphones, and they're like a million miles. Yeah, you're away. like in the bleachers. Right. Yeah. Also, the idea of city boy blues is <sighs> so racist. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is um, so deeply racist. <laughs> one of many instances of. <laughs> Ridiculous very racism on this lightly album. Lightly veiled racism it's on yeah. this very, album. Like, and if you, all of these songs, the more you pay attention to the lyrics, the more fucked up the lyrics get. They go through, like, 
the things that the city boy is blue about in this song <laughs> yeah. are are basically privileges. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> bummed because his friends are eating sushi. sushi. I know, I read that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All my friends what are eating sushi fuck? talking they... bad about you know who. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it's pronounced you know who. <laughs> that is insane. That makes sushi seem like it costs a lot. And sushi pretty much made it to grocery stores right away. As soon as it was discovered <laughs> that Americans would eat, it was a cheap food immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea that somebody is sitting in L.A. being like, oh, my Life's friends so are hard. so rich and it's so hard for me because they're <laughs> gossiping about me and eating this fancy food and it's sushi. <laughs> <laughs> And, he, and, and then he well, takes he's just a country boy and hot <laughs> in Hollywood. You know, I think Vince Neil. I think he's from Indiana. I was gonna say I they think gotta he's from be Indiana. They gotta be. So I guess technically he might have seen the country once. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is like this is like you know like turkey farm like deep economic depression country like it's not the fun country you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like this is like i don't know but yeah trying to describe the la lifestyle and the name checking sushi is really funny <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that is that's like the go-to of bad la comedians these days yes this, it makes sense. these people with their sugar fish right right it's so and yeah and the idea that like you should feel sorry for him because he gets shots <laughs> like he goes out to bars and gets shots therefore you should feel bad for him is really really suspect the lyrics all along are so acid. yeah wait hold on like Fi every fireflies and dog fights running hot in the heat street noise another bribe things too hard to believe you can just what? picture these guys like what the fuck is this shit what are they talking oh about oh my god cats in the alley rats in my snakeskin boots all my neighbors think I'm crazy and my girl thinks I'm losing my cool 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 you think you're crazy because you don't pay rent <laughs> <laughs> and you have rats in your boots dude like get that fixed <laughs> change something so but I, I it's like I don't know these these lyrics all sound like they were dashed off in about five minutes like They're he's intense. got he says he's got rats in his boots because it rhymes with cats in the alley Kind yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. Barely. And like boots are like a thing you wear in the country, right? You maybe. know? Right. Like it's yeah. Just, maybe. Yeah. There's know. a lot of broad stereotypes in here's, this. Here's, here's, uh, this is my uh, measure for how dumb these gentlemen are. <laughs> I, I want to say that I'm not here to insult dumb people, but these guys are at, like, sometimes you realize that famous people are bone stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just difficultly bone stupid. And my, the, the way this band was named is that Mick Mars in his previous band was sitting at yeah. band practice and some mom came in and tried to tell them that they look like shit politely <laughs> <laughs> by saying the most boring thing that most people would say, which is you look like a Motley crew. And Mick Mars had never heard that phrase before and didn't understand the word crew. <laughs> he was totally fine with Motley. It went so far over his head he was just like whatever. And he wrote down what? in his mo he, this is he wrote down in his notebook Motley 
crew misspelled it. <laughs> oh my god! And then later they were like, "Oh, misspelling it!" Like they Just looked put- it up, <laughs> went to the goddamn library, looked it up, and then we're like, "Oh, misspelling it—that's kind of mysterious." We'll just put. <laughs> And Throw an umlaut on it. So it's Put essentially the on that because of Lowenbrow, because it was on the beer they were drinking. Oh it's my god! It's essentially like really thinking that corn is spelled with a K. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so wrong. The funny thing about that was, I read part of that story. I also read that originally they were trying. I think Vince Neil was trying to call the band Christmas. <laughs> Christmas the band. There's a local Boston band called Christmas from the 80s, and there's also a Canadian 60s band called Christmas, and both of them are um, are great. Are great. And it would have been so... This band never would have been famous <laughs> if they'd been called Christmas. It would have been so wrong. It, it would have been great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we could have avoided all of this. We could have avoided yes. all of this. If they, they called themselves but Christmas. Would, but we wouldn't be having so much fun. <laughs> Should we go on to track two? I yes. think it's time. This is uh, this is the one that cracked the top... It was the first uh, single of theirs to crack the top 40. Uh, this is a cover of... The Bone Shake. What's the what are they called? The first band that. Oh, did uh, Brownsville Station. Brownsville Station, and it was on the Rock and Roll High School yes. soundtrack. Great movie, and a great song, but not anymore. <laughs> Stop smoking the boys' room. Smoke like the Smokey the Bear like outro. Yes. Like what is with what? What is that? I think that? they got that from Van Halen. That seems like a total. Like they saw the video for Hot for Teacher and they heard Van Halen's dumbass like doo wop songs and they were like, oh, we'll just do that for us. <laughs> and, yeah, it seems like an idea that was brought from someone else other than the band because I don't think they ever listened to music. <laughs> This is just a metal return of Bruno. Yeah, I yeah. said that. Yes. Now, I said that in the first my my first I, the oh, comment so for City Boy Blues. A return of Bruno. We oh, we, we, re- we reviewed that yes. as an earlier episode, and That's, I literally that was the first comment I wrote under City Boy Blues was the return of Bruno goes hair metal. Like yeah, I don't understand. That's what it is. It's these like very like like that? hokey cheesy like empty. Soulless yes. white boy blues metal, right. but plus right. metal. But that yes. voice, the the baritone voice, boom, like boom, boom. yes, <laughs> it, it, they probably did get it from Van Halen, but it also is just basically, hey, Bruno, yeah. want to <laughs> hang with us under the boardwalk? Under the boardwalk? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. It's the fifties. No, it's the seventies. No, it's the eighties. No, it's the forties. No, it's the twenties. We're on no, cocaine. It yeah. can be everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> even so there's a harmonica solo in this song. Is oh there? my god. Yes. yes. Stop. It's really, really bad. It's very difficult. Uh, this song was written by Cub Coda. The lyrics were written by Cub Coda. And Cub Coda is an interesting guy who made a career out of reviewing records and, like, ba- writing bad, like, ill-thought Chuck Berry songs, which is a really interesting that thing interesting. to do. Yeah. And he's a really cool guy. He had a great, like, So Bad It's Good 
band called King Usnovich and the Usnovich Tones. Oh, <laughs> the Usnovich Tones. Uh, except uh, I, it's hard to spell, so I always pronounced it wrong, which is I always said King Uskinovich. Because <laughs> that's Sounds what it looks good. like. But um, it's uh, he's great and interesting. Uh, and so the lyrics are a, a step forward. Like they are wrong-minded because mm-hmm. basically the lyrics reinforce that you should go to school. <laughs> <laughs> we all should know better. And I mean, the, especially and Rock and Roll High School, the very message of Rock and Roll High School right. was like, literally destroy your school, please. Like, yeah, destroy yeah, yeah, your school yeah. immediately. So the lyrics are just sort of like, yeah, school, you should, uh, it's against the rules to do things there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, go- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, it sounds like a county fair cover band of Motley Crue. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, what would a Motley Crue cover band be called? Like, oh a, gaggle, a gaggle of scamps? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, if I were in a Motley Crue cover band, I would name it after, like, the store on the Sunset Strip they bought all their clothes at. Oh, see, deep cuts. <laughs> Wait, what was that store called? I don't remember what it's called. Oh, okay. I don't Damn it. it. But yeah, I'm sure it's named badly. Uh, like I shreds with guys, three though, Zs. That one of the best musical experiences of my entire life was seeing, uh, uh, I think, 2000, when uh, New Year's Eve from 1999 to 2000, I saw a Black Sabbath cover band called Backstabbath at a batting oh cage. Oh, nice! <laughs> in in Somerville. <laughs> nice. And it was amazing and like mind melting. <laughs> that sounds incredible. And I don't think Motley Crue could be bad enough to be that good, but they are bad enough to be totally mediocre. <laughs> yep. I played with a Sabbath tribute band once, and they were definitely better than this. Like way better than yes. this album. Yeah. That says something. That says yeah. a lot of things. When did you play with a Sabbath cover band? At Ralph's. Oh, that was, that's where you do it. Yeah. Um, I, fun fact, this song was also then covered by Leanne Rimes for a country tribute to Motley <clears throat> Crue, which came over, which made me beg the question, what actually separates hair metal from country? Nothing. Go. Pedals. <laughs> oh, yeah, compression. <laughs> yeah. Makeup and compression. Yeah, that's it. Right. Actually, the the country people have makeup. Just the yeah. it's the women, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and in metal, so the what dudes separates are the Motley Crue from a female country artist is from oh, Leanne Rhymes. Just pedals. <laughs> yeah, just pedals. Pedals and I don't know, probably a little more cocaine. How often they do yep. the wash? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is that is a wild thing to come to. I mean, we realize that about butt rock. We're like, butt rock is definitely country. Like, yes. we figure that out. And, like, this this is clearly, like, the, you know, the cultural predecessor. Like, butt rock. People call butt rock neo-grunge, but it's really neo-hair metal. Like, it's, it's more of a relationship to this shit, I think. This, like, over-the-top, super debaucherous. I mean, grunge was, I, like, not like that. It was, like, the opposite of that. Right, it was like, yes. our lives suck. Prior <laughs> to grunge, though, I do think that, that rock music in general was – was tied to country and rhythm and blues for a long time. Yeah, well, um, I mean, sense. Yeah, you know, the, like the, all, the mainstream rock, at least that was hap- like, I mean, all of the seventies bands, their country elements. I feel like all of the all the classic rock, dad rock bands. I don't know. I mean, funk and soul and shit was. But dead. that's not rock and roll. I would disagree. Parliament Funkadelic would have a word with you. Okay, but I mean, like <laughs> the ro- the mainstream rock and, and roll that was that was popular Stone. amongst Sly and the Family Stone. 
okay, all right. But I mean, that's that's R and B, that's soul. Wow. You know, I mean, you can call it is rock. Sure, there's elements, but I'm talking about classic rock music and into early metal uh, and all the '60s rock music. There was there was this. Uh, these structures that came from old blues music and came from old country music that like main, remained in the songs, uh, and I feel like well, like Led Zeppelin stealing all their music from exactly, yeah. And I I think that definitely continued into the eighties and sure. Um, the the troubling thing about music is that all styles are all the other styles, right? <laughs> and they were all stolen pretty much from black yes, people. Yes, it's so. all stolen, and it's all every style is another style, also. Yeah, and yeah. it's a, especially by the eighties, it's been mixed and matched and patched together and put on top of itself so many times that. Compression is the only thing that makes it a <laughs> style. <laughs> I think you're right. Metal definitely right. did evolve past the country shit shortly after this, though. Yeah, I think Metallica definitely doesn't have a country influence. But, like, yeah. the thing that people always say that they like about Sabbath is that it swings. It swings, it grooves. <laughs> and it does. Yeah. And there's, you know, like, you could Well, go even, back like, Gigi Allen was playing, you know, yeah. pretty straightforward pop songs underneath his, you know, attitude. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, Don't Talk to Me, that's a, that's a classic. Anyway, um... We should uh, move on yeah. to the next one. Louder than hell. Uh, <laughs> louder than hell. How how loud is hell? <laughs> <laughs> dropped consonant. <laughs> I would also like to point out that leading up to that chorus, Vince Neil sounds like he choked on a walnut. <laughs> <laughs> I know, his voice is really... What? He clearly has fucked up his life right before this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I gotta say, still at this point of the album, I, I'm, I'm not not enjoying this. Yes. You liked smoking in the boys' room? No, I didn't like smoking in the okay. boys' room. But this is like, oh, maybe smoking in the boys' room was an, an anomaly. You know, I hadn't got far enough in yet. At this point in the album, I was still a little bit like, oh, yeah, you know, this is like diet Iron Maiden. Yes. Yes. Diet, I feel diet like they're Maiden. actually, this seems like a deliberate attempt to rewrite Shout and the Devil. Shout yeah. The Devil. Yeah. They're clearly just like, oh, this is the job that we have. We will do it again. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's a formula. It's, it's a clear formula. It's so... It, unless you sit through the entire song, it's hard to over... It's hard to, like, get a feel for how empty the song is. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, well, like, that's what chorus, I was thinking. Like, the... Like, go ahead. Sorry. I just... It, the chorus is really long. And yes. it repeats the entire time. The chorus is just saying louder than hell four times. That happened in Smoking in the Boys Room, too. Yes. That happens in, like, all yes. it does louder. No, they didn't say louder. Yeah. They said louder. I, I, I would say that it, for me, at this point in the album, it hadn't yet, yet, yet sunk in that, like, it's just going to go on like this for the rest of the album. Maybe it's all going to be a lives. little bit mid-tempo and yeah. underwhelming. They do the solos tempo. are all, like, one or two bars. Yeah, they get slower. Yes. <laughs> And yeah, and that's it, this is maybe trying to be Shadow of the Devil, but Shadow of the Devil was faster. Yeah, it was more and energetic. Complete. 
It was yeah. complete. Yeah, they that do was, seem like their there songs was vision, that were half written. There was yeah. vision behind that song, and I'm yeah. not I'm not hearing any vision here. I'm no, hearing right. like I'm hearing like okay, yeah, this is how you play guitar. And maybe I'm being maybe I'm. It's not fair to say this because they're Motley Crue and they wrote "Shout at the Devil," but the the imagery of hell that they are using on this album is so bland. I know. <laughs> it is so I'm deeply like, bland. Right. It's actually, they don't even describe they it. They don't really. even describe yeah. it at they're all. They're just like, it is, it exists. Like, you're supposed to think that they're dangerous just because they know what hell is. Right, yeah. I've heard, I can say H-E double hockey sticks in front of my parents and they won't get mad at me. I mean, the other, like, yeah, like, that was the other thing. Like, if you're going to make a song called Louder Than Hell, maybe make it louder. Like, it's not even, yeah. Yeah. like, the bass is yeah. really low. Like, there's not really, like, any solid, like, you know, high notes, low notes. You know, it's just all, again, really like you said, it's super, super yeah. compressed. And it's just, the mixing is so weird and thin. I can't tell if that's Vince Neil's voice being like uh, swallowing no, a walnut or they were trying to do why were they trying to do that? well because they Angela. were because of Def Leppard I just think that <laughs> right okay. I think they also were just high and tired yes it's not, I think they were tired when they made this don't you get that They're, like yeah. sense yeah, of just time. like exhaustion there's a little yeah. bit of kiss in this song right at the time yeah. that this comes out the sort of anthemic bad like now it's just the drums boom duh boom that's very kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. We do the drums now. Do 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 do. Um, it's it's just boring. It's like boring for a song that's called Louder Than Hell. Yeah. It's the start. I mean, I guess like Smoke in the Boys Room was boring too, but it was a different vibe. I just feel like this is the start of a, a whole bunch of monotony throughout the rest of this album of like it just goes on like this, except for the power battle, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah, that's a real low point. Yeah. Um, all right. So okay, what's next? Let's, let's move on to the right. next one. This is the fourth track. Do you want to introduce us? So this next song is track four. Sure is. Uh, it's ca- called Keep Your Eye on the Money. Or is it Keep Your Eyes on the Money? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's Keep Your Eye on the Money. Your single eye <laughs> on one the eye. Money. The other eye, we don't care what you do with it, but... All right, All right, I'm glad that wasn't a typo. Nope. I Keep your eye on the money, baby. <laughs> it's Bruno, baby. <laughs> no, that was your Bruno voice. All right, all right. We're doing it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Can I just say how metal it is not to have comedy and tragedy as the theme for your album? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, what's theater your album kids? about? It's Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. It, I mean, they did share some fashion attributes to the theater kids. They had scarves yeah. and deep V-necks, eyeliner. Wigs, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, problematic relationships with their parents. Definitely. <laughs> um, the, I said this is this is Motley Crue's coming right up. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is, we're still on the, the return of it. Bruno. Really is it, we, because it was the roulette. 
<laughs> you know, we're we're, oh, on, no, the, this we're one, on the Vegas this, Strip. At oh, this that oh would the make other one, this jackpot. Oh, jackpot! That's this, the one I was looking for. If, if this is that's the return the of Bruno Parallel, yes. jackpot because jackpot. this song is about playing cards. Oh, Nothing cooler than a song about cards. Yep. Yeah. Ace of Spades works. Why not do it again? It's so yeah. The idea that we should feel and the idea. I think the idea of the song is, I'm not lucky, so feel sorry for me. Again, (laughs) again. yes. Yeah. This is definitely some proto-emo, you know, first world problems. Yeah. I mean, I guess not. I don't know. Like, two-thirds of the way through the song, the gambling metaphor breaks down, and they talk (laughs) about getting electric shock therapy. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) That's not a thing that happens to gamblers. These these lyrics were dashed (laughs) off in two minutes. Yeah. They like I, I I'm convinced they recorded all of the album except for the vocals and then like uh, Vince Neil forgot that he had to write lyrics until yeah. like the last minute yeah. it was like shit we're almost out of studio time all right uh, this one's gonna be about playing cards uh, oh but I got these old electric <laughs> this shock one's gonna be about smoking we can throw room. those in yeah they are really really bad at writing it's there are many things in this I I can remember even when I was 15 thinking like. If I wrote this in a paper, I would my teacher would be really upset. <laughs> yeah, you, this is not a an A paper. And, and the winner I think for this song is uh, <laughs> is I'm dancing on the blade. <laughs> oh my god. Was was the blade a euphemism for his penis cuz you'll never know. I don't know. I don't know whether it was or not. I, but, I just, well, yeah. I just, just assume on this album. <laughs> Meatloaf had that uh, that lyric already before this about dancing on the edge of a knife, didn't he? So that's yeah, just, dancing on a... That's just more stealing. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It is just stealing. It's ridiculous. I, I don't think I mentioned to you guys. So part of the reason I picked this album was because when I was 15 and I listened to it, I wrote poems based on it. Oh, oh my God. God. Stop and, it. And uh, my parent, my mom, my stepmother caught me with them and burned them. This is no joke. Oh, this is really crazy. Holy fucking she burned shit. them in the family fireplace in front of me and the rest of the family. Holy shit. Oh, my <laughs> So I God. was very convinced that this album had real danger in it. Well, was, oh, wow. And, and was this around at all the same time as, like, the Judas Priest controversy and, like, the, like, parental advisory yes, sticker yeah. scare and, like, all that right stuff? at that time, yeah. The satanic panic shit. But that's of, not why my stepmother burned them. She just she thought just a, they were lame. Oh no! That's like when my mom my mom caught me with vampire novel. My mom was a very strict Catholic. That's one of those things, and buried them in the backyard in a plastic bag. But she actually believed in Satan. She thought they were satanic, and so she buried them in a plastic Ziploc bag because then the Satan couldn't come out. And then in in the yard. Oh yeah. My mom, I think my stepmother just wanted to make me feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> so that like, sounds like a What's the most humiliating thing I can do? Oh, shitty I thing to it. And I had, had been hiding them. I knew what my parents were like, so I had been hiding them behind the headboard. This is so suburban. I hid them behind the headboard of my waterbed. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I had to, like, every time I got done writing them, I would put them in a peachy folder, and then I would lift back the headboard of the waterbed and drop them and then, like, put the headboard back really fast oh so that wow. it caught it on the wall. Oh, my God. Thinking that that was a great hiding place until the day my parents just, like, decided to move the bed when I wasn't there. Oh, no. <laughs> I hid a Nelly album in a teddy bear. <laughs> Yeah, I think 
People for it's really easy. That to was pretty suburban too. <laughs> once you're an adult, how important that stuff is right. when you're a kid. Right. And getting away with things from your parents is a huge part of being a teenager. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. And it doesn't really matter what you're getting away with at all. Right. It's just like well, and that's a great way to make you like want to listen to more Motley Crue because you're oh, like fuck absolutely. you, mom, and you yeah, know yeah, like. Yeah. And here we are today now still fucking talking about this shit because of them. So right, right. thanks. And what a way to get into the worst song on this record. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. The incredibly awful yeah. ballad, Home yeah. Sweet Home. This was a single, right? Like this yeah, charted, right? Yeah, this was a right? hit. Yeah, yeah, this was a hit. A hit. Well, well, this, this, this was hit. probably what I liked. <laughs> <laughs> I had pretty bad taste. All right, yeah, we were building up too much momentum here anyway, so let's uh, bring it down several notches with the next track here, Home Sweet Home. Just one more night, and I'm coming on this I'm on way, I'm on way, home sweet home. So many things about this song. The uh, intro is the worst sounding piano on earth. <laughs> it's so fucked up. It sounds it's like they good. took 25 harpsichords and then like put them all in a bathroom and recorded that. <laughs> it's really bad sounding. And on most of these songs, the solos, there's all these, like, Van Halen-style solos, except that Mick Mars can't play them. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, Mick Mars has... Mick, Mick Mars. Mick Mars has so many audible missed notes yeah. in his yeah, solo he, on this he song. he flubs constantly on the and solo. And this was it the best me, take. Like, yeah. yeah. It makes me wonder. It's, it was definitely one of two things. It was either he did 50 takes and everyone, the producer just got exhausted and said, fuck it. Yeah. And they picked whichever one he fucked up the least on. Right. Or he did one take and said, yeah, that sounds good to See, me. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like... They I were think done. it's the first one because they the producer was like that. This was a really hard album to make. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's yeah, he flubs a lot. And I, I I think it's this ballad. They finally solved the problem of the fact that he can't play a guitar solo by playing just like a note at a time and just faking the tap on. Oh. <laughs> so he's just like no 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 on the same note on one time. note yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he still. Is like has like audible pick scrapes and it's oh, like it's the terrific. whole time. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I hate this song. Yeah. I hate every power bad. ballad that's ever existed, though. It's I true. feel yeah. like like a pox on Steven Tyler's house for inventing power ballads <laughs> yeah. with Dream On. It's uh, very it's, difficult. It was a bad precedent to set. It never should have happened. I hate I hate this song. I hate power, power ballads. This is one of the most generic sets of lyrics I've ever seen. I can't even believe. <clears throat> that someone let them record this and was like, yeah, those sound like a song. That yeah. sounds like a song. It's literally like a Hallmark card. Right. You know, like your grandma's crochet or whatever <laughs> has more thought to it than this. And it's like, home sweet home, I'm going home, home sweet home, I'm going home. That's it. That's, I'm on yeah. my way. I'm, I'm on my way. Yeah. I'm but are you home, home yeah. yet? But where are yeah. you going? Wait, I forgot. Uh, Wait, are, where are you now, though? Are you yeah. going home? Where's okay? It's such a like it's a it's a conversation with your GPS. It's really <laughs> ridiculous. Take a right. You are going home. Yeah. I'm on my way. But Again, I, dashed off in two minutes before yeah, you got in the booth. Clearly, I also want to say though that "Dream On" the Aerosmith song is one of my go-to karaoke numbers. 
because Ooh. I have a really weird, high, squeaky voice, <sighs> and it it like drops people. <laughs> like people. Oh, so leave. you can do that. I can. Wait, can you do, can you demo for us? Sure. Oh my god. <laughs> so I sound like a it's oh my real god! Weird. And it's as I've gotten older, I'm worse at holding pitches than I used to be. Also, so it's very odd, and people just leave the bar. <laughs> which Wait, is which what is, I like about which it? Which is your favorite karaoke bar to to oh, to go, inflict okay, anyway, that on? I'm a, I mean, I'm a stand-up and a musician. I'll go anywhere they'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many karaoke bars have you gotten banned from from scaring I've off all of their banned, customers? But usually, people are very sad after I get done. <laughs> That's what people want after a nice night of karaoke. They want to feel sadness. Um, Yeah, like there is no substance to this song. My heart's like an open book for the whole world to read. Sometimes nothing keeps me together at the seams. Wait, I'm on what? my way. So, I'm on so, my way. Home, home sweet home. home. Tonight, tonight. So wait, your heart's like an open book for the whole world to read, but the book has nothing in it and it can't be held together and it's falling apart. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. The, 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 I don't know what's falling apart worse, the book or the analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fucking bad. I remember this, the lyrics that I remember from being a kid were, I had to run away high so I wouldn't come home low. <laughs> uh, oh, yep. That's, yeah, that's uh, very painful. Uh, is, is that from the Simpsons album? Was that a Bart lyric? No, that's this no, album. No, that's this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should have. Yeah. Are all of these albums the same? Yes. Yeah, we're learning that. Like, it, bad music is like a genre unto itself. It there's, really is. There's signifiers across genres and, and decades that we just keep hitting yeah the the blues it's all about the blues for some it's reason it's like the blues white people like you know bombastic cocaine is cocaine definitely a, is huge a huge unifier yes. yeah cocaine and the blues was <laughs> a terrible combination yeah i mean johnny cash told me that Oh, jeez. All right. So shall we try to pretend that song never happened and go on to tonight? This should be great. This is the sex song. Oh, yep. Oh, I, yeah. oh, oh my I have God. Only, I, Fuck. Yep. This is. Oh, uh, we're here oh, now. And, and we got it. And we're ready. Here we go. This is tonight. Did you hear? Okay, I'm gonna just read those lyrics. For <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, I wrote them down. Them. Yes. Those very so, lyrics. Ninety thousand screaming watts, honey dripping from her pot. Fill the cup to the top tonight. This is when they were drinking each other's pee on the ground and eating ants. It sounds oh. like a woman did a handstand and they poured something into her vag. Yo, the lyrics <laughs> to this song well, are disgusting. Wait, it continues. <laughs> this deadly sin is all we know. Pleasure victim, who's next to fall? First of all, that doesn't rhyme at all. Yeah, that makes and no then, sense. The question is, will you please us all tonight? Yes, this song is about running train. Yes. Yeah. That's literally yep. what they're singing about. It's fucking gross, yep. but they're doing it with, like, trite Dungeons & Dragons analogies. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slide down my knees and yes. taste my sword. sword. I know. I, I was love, like... I, I, 
I think one of the things that I did the most when I listened to this album as a kid was try and figure out the logistics of how you could slide down someone's <laughs> knees and then give them a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because what? that's impossible. Because you're facing the wrong direction to be able to slide right, down. Right, so you would have to be like <laughs> knee on their shoulders and then slide down their whole body and then stop with your feet on the floor and then give them a blowjob. Yeah, Vince Neil is not that tall. No. Right, it wouldn't work at all. You can't and slide. then the very next line. Slide down my knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And Not the, even the legs, the knees. The that's, knees. that's like a little, that's a, just a tiny little piece of your leg. Wasn't there some other, oh, never mind. I'll... And then the very next line is, can you feel the power inside? Which makes it sound like that's, that makes no sense. It, like clearly he means for it to, he means for it to be like, now you gave me a blowjob and now I'm having sex with you and you can feel my dick in you. But it doesn't work that yeah, way with there's the no, lyrics. He didn't. He didn't complete the thought. No, it's not complete at all. So it just or it probably like, didn't. Like the, the feeling didn't of a yeah, I was about to gives say. him inside power. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh. he definitely had coke dick throughout this entire decade. So I'm sure he didn't complete the act either. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. It's like the euphemisms for sex you find in the like old school paperback romance novels. Like it is definitely on that same level. And like Dungeons and Dragons, like. The Cestus. And, and this is in a song <laughs> that has the word tonight like 20 times. Tonight. <laughs> and really bad Wait, harmonies when tomorrow? they say tonight. Yeah. Like, tonight. 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 The harmonies are tonight. so. I think it's got to be Mick Mars doing the bad harmony on that. I just imagine his Did face. Do we just blame everything wrong <laughs> in the world on Mick Mars? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm for that. That sounds like a good plan. It's That healing. could be national policy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of my notes on this song was, guys, please just fuck each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, this is... Every uh, every song in here it's is It's really bad. This is definitely the grossest song, it's, though. It's for disgusting, sure. yeah. The worst song. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if you weren't sure, Motley Crue would like you to know that they are not virgins. No. <laughs> we swear. Well, it sounds... Yeah, it's like that. I think that was the song that we were thinking about was like... That I was just thinking about was like the Broken Side song where they talk about coming on someone's stomach or whatever or like... Oh, no. Uh, peaches and cream dripping down your waist, girl. Your waist. It's like the same thing. Like slide down my knees. Like what is happening? Like, are you sure you've had sex? Like actually, like who? Your Only waist. With Not an erogenous zone. The knees. Yeah. No. I like to get nibbled behind the knees. Yeah. Uh, I love when peaches and cream are dripping down my waist. My waist. <laughs> My waist. Are you lying on your side for that? <laughs> like, yes. And yeah, what is just... it? Still have not determined what the peaches were either. <laughs> yeah, we figured out the cream. <laughs> we got as far oh as the cream. God, so yeah, this fun. is this is uh, probably the most misogynistic album since Broken Side that we've done, right? <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's in a lot of ways its spiritual predecessor, right? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, they're, they're, oddly, all of this has been united. Almost all of these albums have been united by toxic masculinity, for sure. This is bad. <laughs> Should we move on? <laughs> Should, is there anything I'm very else about? Interested in the lyrics of our next song. It uh, is a really strange song. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the musical answer to a movie montage, <laughs> to like an eighties yes. movie montage. Yes. It's. They don't name check Vietnam, but they get just about everything else in there. 
Yeah, it's, I, this I is their we didn't start the really fire. Bad history. They don't know how history went. So <laughs> well, they, they were they were fucked up, up from all of it, right? Check it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you 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 tell us what you think, Stoppies. This is uh, use it or lose it. songs on the album yeah yeah and another amazingly metal super brutal move to begin your lyrics with the word ragtime <laughs> <laughs> yeah what <laughs> and then they name check james dean jfk marilyn monroe margaret trudeau yeah right. a street walking yeah. gypsy margaret which trudeau. i had to look that uh, who, is, who is margaret trudeau does anybody know i have no idea Let's none of us up. looked okay none of us looked her up i was like somebody <laughs> must I have done it i like probably should have done Trudeau's that i know that's what i was, I was trying to talk, figure out i was just talking to my friend michael and he was like making fun of us for never doing research and here it is again <laughs> here shout, it is shout out to but michael we can in look new it up right now. a canadian author actress photographer yeah so she is uh She's the mother of Justin Trudeau. You're right. She is but, Justin wow. Trudeau's mother. Wow. So, and she wears bandanas, which well, this is probably is weird. what metal bands yeah. like about her. <laughs> Learning this is weird because I felt this like... This has nothing to do with... How does this have anything I know, to do with Motley I know. Why is this Crew? a metal song? I felt, yeah, it makes no sense. I felt like he was name-dropping only like celebrities who died young. But she didn't. But she did. She's alive still. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the whole thing. So is like, weird. oh, this song is about celebrities who died young, which yeah, that's unfortunately to be the didn't idea, happen to Molly Crew. Use it or lose it. Yeah, but, like yeah, you know, you if you're gonna you're gonna die, you could die young anyway. So you want to be a James Dean or you want to be a JFK? What the f- Margaret Trudeau? This has yeah, nothing well, to do. The hell, this, there is literally no. I'm skimming. Is this she article. a street walking gypsy? Does it say in she the? She does have a bandana, so I think because these guys were definitely was, not, was raci- not not racially nuanced. Wait, yeah, but was she just a fashion icon for them? I, Who knows? It's very odd. Makes no sense. Yeah. I, and how did they find out about her? Yeah, it's a weird one. It doesn't. Yeah. There's there's seemingly no connection whatsoever. Maybe they maybe on their on their Canadian tour. Oh, someone that's it. Told them about her. <laughs> or maybe Yo, maybe did that they is get definitely it. That's what happened. Someone was. They like, were like, we can be cultured. Her. They were just like, her She's name sounds gypsy. cool. Let's put it in a song. <laughs> yeah. Makes that- sense. <laughs> That rhymes with, uh, shit. <laughs> that rhymes with Monroe. We, oh, yeah. That's the closest we can do. <laughs> what are we going to rhyme with, Mar- es- with Marilyn escrow. Monroe? Remember when they told us about Margaret Trudeau? That rhymes. Close, close wow, enough. same syllables and everything. Oh, man. Ugh. Um... I will say that this the the intro kind of ripped on this one and and I I liked it. It was the only one that I felt it, it like woke me up a little bit because Yeah, it's fast. It's fast. And and even though the song they definitely talk a lot about heroin overdoses, it's definitely the most alive song sounding song in the album they tried in my opinion. They for a second on this one. I I, I, I don't was think they not... tried. They just made it faster and therefore <laughs> I liked it better. more. Yeah. Th- I, this one didn't wake me up. I didn't catch on to that. This one I still was just feeling like, "Oh, they're doing this to fulfill a, you know, label requirement. Like it, it. Well, this whole album sounds phoned. like a cash grab because, like, homeboy manslaughtered a person. Although yes. he only served like 
15 Couple days weeks. in jail, but he yeah. paid like $2 million or something. Yeah, what a so, deal. You get to like kill someone for yeah, $2 million. for $2 million, apparently. I'm pretty sure that would still work. I, it would, <laughs> yeah. certainly. Sadly, I think it would. Um... Yeah. So <laughs> Streetwalking gypsy Margaret Trudeau. I, I'm still just baffled by this. Stoppies, let us know. Is, is there, especially our Canadian stoppies, we do have a few a few Canadian fran- fans out there. Like, that? why? what is this referencing? Because we're baffled. Yeah, explain to us why Margaret Trudeau is metal. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Hashtag Please. metal Trudeau. Hashtag metal Trudeau. <laughs> Also, uh, also, we lost a Twitter follow follower this week. It's not working. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Wait, we actively alienated somebody who already went through the process of actually liking our shit. That's yeah. Ridiculous. I don't know if it was the we did post about uh, how much I like the jewel cases for uh, No Limit <laughs> records from the nineteen late nineteen nineties or. Uh, that turned me off. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I'm doing my best out here, Stoppies. I'm, we're I'm we're sorry. failing, Stoppies. I don't understand Twitter. I'm an old man. We don't know what we're doing. Please send us a five-paragraph al- essay, <laughs> essay about, Hinder. about Hinder. Please send and, us a five-paragraph essay about Hinder. And then choose the next album that we review, or one of the albums Yeah, we you review. get your choice. We have choice. all the power in the world. All right. Um, should we move on to number eight, Save Our Souls? Sure. More. More of the same. <laughs> More of the same. I don't think his like tongue touched the roof of his mouth once <laughs> over the course of that. <laughs> okay, this song seems like hell. it got help because the idea that the members of the band are toys shows up in the lyrics more like consistently enough that someone obviously told it to them. Really? And are they talking about themselves? I was trying to I figure this out. I thought they themselves. were talking about like prostitutes or something, like street toys. Oh, maybe like right. the, They like to talk a lot about prostitutes. That's, that's another yeah. theme that's a running theme. That's true. But, the moonlight spotlights all the city crime. So this is another one yeah. of those like fucked up like, you know, these portraits of urban <laughs> America. I was going to ask. Right. I was going to bring this up. The lyrics are black angels laughing in the city yeah. streets. Street toys scream in pain and clench their teeth. The moonlight spotlights all the city crime. Got no religion, laugh while they fight. Yeah, and I can't figure about- out, is this just him saying words that sound cool? Or oh, is yeah. it, this him like moralizing on inner city gang warfare in like a racist way? Like I can't figure what is like black angels, what is he talking about? Yeah. I think Little well, of both. Little of both. Is he talking about like the Hells says, Angels, maybe? Like bikers? I, the chorus literally says save our souls for the heavens, meaning that they want to get out of whatever this life is that they are detailing <laughs> yeah. with street toys. Yeah, uh, this, the other thing that I think is interesting about this song is that it made it into a Dario Argento soundtrack. Really? Which movie? I don't know. But, um, obviously a terrible one because I've seen <laughs> several and it's not in any of those. Uh Dario Argento definitely he skirts that line between like yeah. genius and like yeah. bad. And and he's definitely someone who likes a mixed metaphor that makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, I like Which Argento is, a lot and I love Italian soundtracks, but like this is insane. This is not Goblin. <laughs> Wait, this also this song also says no matter how high you're still too low. 
Yeah, they're into that, being didn't, high wasn't that all, being like, low class. <laughs> yeah. That was no. The line was like, "I had to go out and get high so I didn't come home." Low. Yeah, that was, was like, literally the yeah, same line. Because he wrote these fucking lyrics in two minutes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I mean, and then yeah, and then this like racially coded subtext of I, I is it? I can't even figure out it, if it is. I don't I, know. I, I don't know either. I don't know. I don't. I mean, they're definitely portraying this like you know, I don't know. They're like these guys are like. Skid Row by choice, you know what I mean? They're yeah. like, they're like Trustafarians. They're like, yeah. you know, like, oh, we, you know, I don't know what their lives were like beforehand, but they were white men in America. Like, yeah. they didn't have it too hard. And then they were like, oh, let's, you know, do all the drugs and, fu- you know, right. fuck this all the women's honey pots. Los Angeles is. Los right. Angeles is. It's just like a city of nothing but prostitutes and prostitutes gang wars and, ga- right. and yeah. drugs. And then they, like, they kind of try to, like, um, you know, use that to be like, oh, we're tough, but they're actually yeah. just hanging out on Sunset Strip, like wearing makeup right. and yeah. doing cocaine in daylight and come from super privileged backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. But it's, this is how that's how they, yeah, that's the thing. All during this era, they all lived in LA, and it was every the story, every song about LA was like, oh, it's rough, you know, like, yes, welcome to the jungle sort of shit, right? Right, right, yeah. Also, the end of this song has one of the most difficult couplets. I've been the dancer, the wicked romancer. It's a never-ending nightmare, edge of disaster. That, <laughs> that is, sounds like some 15-year-old poetry right there. Yeah, big yeah. time, big time. That's, yeah, was where, that, that's you, where you can't think of a word that rhymes, so you just write the other one, and you're like, that's what adults do, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hid that behind your bed. Yes, yeah, your I water sure bed. <laughs> I sure did. Uh this is another bad song, guys. I don't know what to say. Like they're they're bleeding into one another at this point. There's really not a lot to distinguish them. Oh, yeah, we're about to I'm... get to a twisted sister anthem. Oh yeah, this is clearly that one. All right, so let's let's do that. This one is uh, "Raise Your Hands to Rock." <laughs> At least people are being polite, you know. <laughs> can I please rock? Miss, miss, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Six, can I rock now? Thank you. Yeah, that's a really true thing about that Twisted Sister mid-80s rock thing. It's it's like it's a, it's okay if you party really hard after you get permission from your parents. Yes! <laughs> well, yeah, like the Hulkamania, the Hulk Hogan album, too, was like... <laughs> yeah, th- eat your vitamins, d- yeah. you rock. And you yeah. rock. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought it was impressive in the song. I I think more like it's not just them doing "I Want to Rock" by Twisted Sister. It's also the verses are good times, bad times. Yeah, the verses uh, seem like they listened to some Brian Adams real quick before the song got written. <laughs> the <laughs> 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 um, maybe a touch of Springsteen in there. And then they were like, "Oh, what we need is a song where we put rock, where we say rock in the title, and then we put rock in parentheses right after it." <laughs> rock, just that's, so you know. That's that's it. Rhymes they with know rock. That it sells. <laughs> they know that rock yeah. rhymes with rock. Mick Mars knows <laughs> one thing in this world. <laughs> 
and it's that rock rhymes with rock. But yeah, it's all so asinine, though. It and is cheesy. It is really... So cheesy, so undangerous. Yeah. You know? Again, similar to hin- I, Hinder. I have an appreciation for let's go hang out at the quarry all day as a rock subgenre. <laughs> I understand what that's for. Right. Because I grew up in Colorado. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, this is a really bad example of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see being like a a high schooler and like, you know, in the 80s and thinking that this is really fucking badass because like I thought a lot of trash was badass and like, I don't know. I just. But tell me, is this really badass? I'm going to read this little bit of the first verse for you here. Hey, I remember standing tall saying. I'm going to be a rock and roll star. When someone said, sit down, boy, you already are. <laughs> Mother, may I please rock? <laughs> yeah, that's that's what really weird. Is. It's so asinine. There's please, no story sir. there. That's What am I gathering from that? That's is, that, what, what, how, how does that flesh you out as a person? Please, you already are? How is he already a rock star? What has yeah. he done? What is the story here? I'm not getting any details. I'm no. getting a lot of pronouncements about this is what we are. This is what the city is. This is yes. This is rock. Very present this is rock. tense. Very this present is, tense. We're standing up. We're doing this thing. But like, there's no story. Yeah. Uh, there's no substance. Even the songs that tell you to put up your hands in the club at least give you a setting. Like you see in your mind that there are a bunch of people sweaty in a club having a great time, fucked up, and they're like, we're so fucked up, we're raising our hands over our head. Which I don't know why that's a thing that people need to do, but fine. At least you can see that and it makes some sense. This is literally just like you in apparently school and or your parents' house just being like, ooh, I put my hands on my head. Yeah. Like Twisted Sister, like the we're yes, not going to take it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That That is where this is so yeah. so clearly like a ripoff of that, that like sense of like, fuck you, mom and dad, I'm going to my room where all these hair metal like <laughs> artists yes. are, you know, busting in the window. And of course, that's exactly what I was doing in real life when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, mom, I'm going to listen to my hair metal. Except D. Snyder wasn't there to like lift your dad up. <laughs> by the collar and the <laughs> uh, yeah this is just it's cheesy it's 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 very undangerous sounding it's, it's, it's just a I, I really like if you put on a song like fucking Panama you know like there's so much going on in that song you yeah. know there's so much yeah. driving that song there's a narrative to it and there's Interesting guitar parts changing from moment to moment. Right. There's and in this whole album, I'm getting plotting like. Yeah, that's it. With just regular guitar chords and like a one bar solo and these lyrics that are, are saying nothing. Yeah. This is frustratingly substanceless. Well, through well, and through. Our last song, they're going to try really hard <laughs> oh, to say yeah. something. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Oh, oh, oh they my our god. Oh, how they say things. <laughs> <laughs> they do say yeah. them. This is the, this song is showing you why uh we were just better off with the vocals, the lyrics that mean nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. this is when they try is... to get woke. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so Let's... difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the closer. This is it. This is the closing of track. This is the final of note. Of course, this is the closer, yeah. Oh, here we go. This is the last song in the album. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Fight for your rights. <laughs>
Martin Luther? Okay. <laughs> Let's start here. The man's name is Martin Luther with, King. Martin Luther. <laughs> the guy, the Protestant Reformation Martin, guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Martin Luther is an entirely different human being. So yeah, just so they, they know what we're saying here. The line here, and if you didn't, if, if if he didn't enunciate enough for you, which he does, he does not. Is Martin Luther brought the truth, the color of our blood's the same. Oh, that's what he. So break the chains and solve the pains, uh, and we all become one race. Okay, wow. so this is literally a song. Oh my god! This is a missive penned to uh, people of color. Uh, is so this, is, this is them saying, hey. We don't know who's to blame. Well, like, we're but not going to help you, but fight, you guys, there fight is, for your rights. Yeah, fight for rights. <laughs> Pull yourselves up by the bootstraps. Yeah. Uh, fight for your rights. Come on. Martin Luther did it. <laughs> also, also they, I, the, the uh, missed metaphors in this are really, really <laughs> fucked up because there is actually something. there. You can tell that they're trying to say something. So lines like, can't rhyme problem with reason what? <laughs> and, what? And there's one you can't hold a man's oh, yeah. soul yeah. by the color of his, of his keys. This, this is the one what that the this fuck? is the one that I highlighted and put this picture up here because I was and just the picture of Nick Young with the question mark. I just couldn't believe that what that was. I can't I can't believe any of this fucking happened. And the, all of the lyrics and it follow oh. the following line to that is a tear of blood runs from my eye. But somehow I can never make you cry. So, what? Yeah. So in what? other words, if he had made a person of color cry, we wouldn't have this song. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm he wanted to make blood. sure to make he people wanted, like, the yeah. cry blood. Yeah. yeah, it's real weird. What the fuck very, is this very song? What is happening? What is happening? I love it. So it starts with can't name no names of who's to blame. Well, we do actually know who's to blame. There's, you know, anybody with a rudimentary knowledge of history could, you know, point pretty directly to mostly white people are to blame, you know, like, uh, well, but we don't know. He's got a lot of questions. This is like borderline, like ICP miracles shit. Yeah. yeah. Who, who wrote the Bible? Who oh, yeah. set the laws? Are we left to history's flaws? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my Why is God. this happening? These guys are so dumb. Oh. Yeah, they're it's really, really crazy dumb. crazy how dumb these guys are. Yeah, it's really difficult to, to look at. <laughs> No colors, right? Oh, wait. Also, they say we're all slaves to time. Yeah, like, hey, hey, hey. I know things have been rough for you, but we're all slaves just to time. To time. Just to time. We're all in the same boat. Oh, wait. Did I say boat? Oh, no. Uh, this is, yeah, this is very really difficult. bad. Very, very difficult. Um, Some decent riffs on this song. Oh, shut up. Get out of here. It's true. I wish on my rock is, is colorblind. Song, it, it is probably racist of me to even think it, but I wish that I could hear the conversation that precipitated this song. Oh yeah. Uh, oh I'm my glad, god. I'm yeah, was this their like live no aid? Like we? It. Yeah, was this like the like uh, they don't you, celebrate? Do they know, it's, do they know it's Christmas? Is this Maybe. is is this the Motley Cruz? Do they know it's Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's so I can't imagine what they were thinking. <sighs> It's so rough. I, I don't think I, they definitely didn't consult any black people before they wrote this. Oh, song. No, for sure, absolutely not. Uh, uh, of that, never, I'm, of that, we can be certain. On any topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and still have not. Oh my god, I can't believe this song. 
Like it's... fight for your rights. Just fight harder, guys. Just try. <laughs> Why don't you just try? It's... <laughs> It's all very asinine up to this point, and then it's like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Galaxy brain fucking Motley crew over here. Yeah. Figured it out. You got you got it, guys. Ugh. You figured it out. We all just become one race. Does the pain eat the children? <laughs> that is a line. These lyrics. Do every, they know it's Christmas? Every, like, that single, is, <laughs> every single lyric is like something to behold in this song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't solve the pain. You know, like, just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. No colors right. Ugh. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah no, it's bad. And the... Decent riffs. <laughs> Shut up. Come on. You oh, gotta, man. You gotta find something to grab onto. I, on this, in this I suppose you do. From time to time, because otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah. It is mercifully short. It's like 33 yeah. minutes or something. Yeah. They, in we'll fact, give that out the only songs where they only repeat the title like once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it also the the title it's the theater of pain. Like there was really not a lot of emotional depth on this album. Yeah, I'm not say, getting no. the the pain or really any it's all just one fucking note, one fucking riff. Yeah. Yeah, very difficult. And it's a bad one. So thanks, I guess, Aunt Angela, for doing this to us. No <laughs> problem. No problem. For inflicting this theater of pain upon us. I'm just us. Gla- glad that I could bring my 15-year-old problems to you. <laughs> to our 30-year-old problems. And now, and now there are problems. Now there yeah. are problems. Now there are everybody's problems. <laughs> yeah. Hear that, Stoppies? Um, uh, so we like to, at the end of every album, we like to review or give it a ranking um, in some sort of... Uh, a quantifier, not a. Qu- I don't know. The point is, Angela, you hold the power here. Something that sums up the album. Yeah, I, I think a, the, an the thing for this album. Let's name it after Vince Neil's car. Oh, you want to look up a picture of the car? The oh. car that he killed the guy with. Oh, <laughs> like the the make and model of the car. Yeah, it's it's called the like it's called like something that sounds like tomato. Oh. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Well, it was a Pantera. <laughs> Pantera. Wait, is that why Pantera? Is Pantera, Pantera named after a car? I don't know. Wait, did we just figure this out? Whoa. Is that well? They Pantera used yeah. to be glam metal before they were Southern Death killed whatever they are. You know, that's a fucked up car. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's a guy you can died see why there. That guy died. Yeah, <laughs> sure looks dead. Um, okay. All right. So, so this just rated out of zero to negative five wrecked cars. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Great. Uh, zero to negative five uh, vehicle homicides. Yes. Uh, Vehic- vehicular vehicle manslaughter. Vehicular manslaughter. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. There Jesus. we go. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the pictures of Vince we've, we've been up on the computer are distracting me. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Really odd. <laughs> it's true. He looks really bad. He's not a good guy, and he. Ugh. Yeah, he's a bad. No, no. Go, go look up Mick Mars now, because we've been talking about him. Do you know what Mick Mars looks like? Oh, yeah, they all look no, Check I him out. I don't know quick. what he looks like. The other thing, I don't think we mentioned. Even before they did a lot of drugs and got in trouble for being terrible to people. They literally made after that Canadian. Uh, <laughs> Yo, he's dead. Have I don't want to look at a dead man. That is a picture of a corpse. That is dead man. What? The I was fuck? thinking of like I was Those thinking of eighties so and nineties. 
He's looking a lot worse than I remember him. Stop. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got some bad he has no drag eyes. queen <laughs> plastic surgery going on, too. He has no eyes. Wow. That's crazy. Oh. All right. Well. Okay. So, sorry. Go on. Uh, anyway, uh, what was I saying? I don't remember. We were ranking in terms of zero to negative five vehicular oh, yeah. manslaughters. So I think this deserves probably. <laughs> I'm going to go with a negative three because uh, the. When I re-listened to it after many years, the production was not as bad as I remembered. I remembered it being even tinnier (laughs) than it actually was. And I was impressed by the, like, lower tone. Like, they were clearly trying to balance between glam and metal, which was their job. (laughs) Right, right, right. So that is in its favor. That is possibly the only thing you could say that in its favor. And then on the other hand, you have... Lyrics that are so bad that they devolve into just straight racism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which does take it to the next level. And like misogyny is all throughout the album and all throughout the eighties. So yeah, you, like whatever that is what it is. But and clearly they don't think that they're doing those things. They think that they're being helpful. <laughs> do they? I thought they were I, like I trying to do. be bad boys. They're running train on a woman in one of their songs. Yeah. I don't know if right, they're trying right, to be right. helpful. Yeah, I don't know. No, but I th- in that are. last song they are. They're they think they're good. the white saviors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, uh, but it's the lyrics are very difficult and uh, so that's many points off. Yeah, also, for sure. compared to other Motley Crue albums, this is more generic and more pop and just generally, like, less thought out than the yeah. other records. Yeah. Definitely. They have been partying and or going on tour and somehow functioning for, like, a couple of years. And you can tell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They do sound Barely exhausted. Barely functioning for a couple of years. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Uh, I think the, the thing that I got out of this record when I was a 15-year-old was just that people feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> And we now feel bad, too. Wow. It all comes full circle. I also feel bad now. I felt bad as a 15-year-old, and I was... I was glad to know that other adults felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> and they should feel bad. I hope that Mick Mars adults, feels bad out there right calling now. Calling these guys adults is generous. Yeah, yeah it is. for sure. <laughs> it's very generous. But uh, uh, that's okay. I'll be generous on that. Yeah. Okay. That's a great, that's a solid rating. I would say, yeah, I'd have to agree with you there because I, I might have given it a negative two. If I gave Bruno a negative 2.5, I that was like for the egregious like temptation, like the use of, oh, and abuse yeah. of the temptations. I was like, you know, because like a negative two, it's like bland and bad. Right. Um, but I gave it a negative 2.5 because it's like you also took my heroes Don't and you ruin ruined them. The early 60s, please. This, yeah, exactly. Like this started out bland and bad and then got like atrocious with that yes. final song. That takes off a whole nother point for me so i'm at i'm with you i'm a negative three um because it's fucking you know it was it was lukewarm garbage and then it became fucking hot garbage (laughs) it's like not cute um no vince neal nobody asked you to be the the spokesperson on behalf of black america uh you know solving racism by saying martin luther brought the truth and the color of our blood's the same oh my god it's gonna be a no for me dog i'll say this the one thing that i think you can say that's in it's both 
that like for me the quintessential moment of this record is slide down your knees and taste my sword. <laughs> that is an insane <laughs> image that is completely nonsensical and physically impossible. And also an amazing <laughs> metal moment. Yes, that's true. That's true. That is this album's best point. That should have it's been the true. album cover. It should have been a yes. sword. Yes, <laughs> that's a drawing. I'm pretty sure that's what I did while in in the margins of my poem, my bad poems. Is like try to draw that. <laughs> Sliding down knees to taste the sword. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the one that's that's the image that's gonna stick in my head, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. Uh you guys you folks are making some good points uh about this. Obviously I'm not gonna give this album a good rating, it was bad. Uh But you liked the riffs. I liked some of the riffs and I I I, I like some of the hair metal tropes, you know, like yeah. it's charming in its own horrible way. You know, right. the the mm-hmm. way Vince Neil's they're still, voice they're <laughs> still chunkier than Twisted Sister. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Neil's voice though, for all we've been saying, like it is a memorable, interesting voice in music. It's just so you know, like yeah. the way he it, it it does stick with you in a weird way. But that being said, like the I mean, lyrics, herpes sticks with you. The lyrics are horrible. <laughs> the drums are phoned in. The guitars are phoned in. The solos are short. The, the production is super compressed. Uh, bass is inaudible. Uh, and again, those lyrics, like, I can't say enough about how fucking uh, pointless they are. And then suddenly, shockingly offensive and ridiculous at the end, too. Yeah. Um, so I like, but I don't know. This feels a lot to me like the return of Bruno. It's <laughs> yes. it's 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 giving me the same it feels as like safe and 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 you know like market tested as Return of Bruno. Uh it just I don't and I I just I just feel compelled to give it the same rating as the Return of Bruno because like I just yeah. feel like they're in the same family. This is a negative two point five for me. Fair. Fair. I don't know. I gave Lulu a negative three, and Lulu is more But Lulu intensely... was more fun. Yeah, but Lulu is fucking... Actually, Lulu was bat horrible. Shit horrible. Lulu was horrible. <laughs> Angela, what's your hot take on Lulu? Do you have any hot takes on Lulu? I don't have a hot take. It's just bad. Yeah, okay, <laughs> great. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, this isn't quite Lulu. I'm giving it a negative 2.5. All right, that's fair. All right, so we are done with another week of Make It Stop. We would love to thank our guest, Angela Sawyer, thank for being guys. here you, today Angela. with us. Would you would you uh, like to take this opportunity to plug any upcoming things that you want our adoring what fan base of 12 to hear about? Let me find out what I'm doing. I do lots of weird comedy. Okay, so... Uh, every Sunday, I run an open mic at the Midway called Midway or the Highway. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be at McGreevy's on Monday the 12th. I'm going to be at uh, some place uh, at the Burren, uh, which is in Davis Square, on the 14th. And I'll be at the No Show on the 16th. I, I have a schedule. That's wow. awesome. You can go to my website and look at my dumb schedule. What's, what's the website? What's your website? It's called ilovecarlronner.com. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, about yeah, that because I looked at Wait, yeah, what? Uh, Carl Rahner is a 20th century German theologian <laughs> who always looks grumpy, and I th- find that fun about him. So I named my website after him. <laughs> How do you spell, all right, for the people, how do you spell Carl Rahner? It's spelled I-L-U-V, like 
Uh, <laughs> like you love Vince Neil right. from Motley Crue when you're 15. K-A-R-L, K-A-R-L, Ronner, R-A-H-N-E-R.com. Okay. Uh, you can probably find me from the old Weirdo Record site, too. Uh, or just, uh, I'm not that hard to find, Google, honestly. yeah. If you Google my name and Boston, I'll show That's up. That's what I did. <laughs> you didn't even have to use the signifier of Boston. You came right nice. up. Nice. Coming right up. <laughs> Coming right up. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. All I right. got brutal on the brain. We got brutal on the brain. All right. Go to our website, www.makeitstoppodcast.com. Find us on Facebook, uh, Make It Stop. We're on Twitter. Apparently, we're losing followers, so I don't <laughs> Make it stop, cast, please. If you're on Twitter, I know you don't even check it anymore, but just, you know, throw some, give throw us a some little bit of clout. Dive. Give us a little bit of clout. I want to reach out to Anthony Fantano and say, come on the show. And yeah. you can't do that with 16 followers. I can't. We can't. We need, it. We need you guys to, to help us out here. Yeah, hit uh, up you, Fantano for us, stoppies. Also, go and subscribe on iTunes or on Google Play or Stitcher. We are there, but please subscribe to us on iTunes because that also, like, you know makes us feel good uh give us a nice little review while you're at it so uh thanks again we'll be back next week uh and until then uh we should we should come up with a cute sign off someday but we don't have it yet can so. i try a cute sign off Ooh, you guys? Yes. yes please okay let's see if i can do it make it stop <laughs> <laughs> you heard the woman okay <laughs> <laughs>